Welcome, welcome, welcome into Moments of Genius here on CMRU.ca by Students For You. My name is Peter Roman, and over the next roughly 20 minutes, I'm going to be going through the new format of my show, because of course, I'm not doing this at Mount Royal University like I normally am. I'm doing this in my room, because of course, everyone has to adjust to the new normal with the COVID-19 pandemic going on. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. If you didn't get a chance to listen to my show last week, I kind of laid out the way it's changed and the way it's going to be, at least going forward. It's still a little bit subject to change in certain areas. But I do have three segments instead of my normal four. And my three segments include a COVID-19 sports segment and this is not just specifically to professional sports but kind of encompasses any kind of new information there it's not a traditional news segment though if you want like actual news go to actual news sources and then i'm also going to have of course a live sports update for right now that's mostly just the bundesliga in germany because pretty much every other major league is not running but the german soccer league is still going because they came back last weekend and so this is week two and so far so good in germany which is very exciting and i'll keep adding more leagues as they come back type of thing into that segment and finally my movie slash tv show recommendation this is for people who maybe still can't go back to work because well a lot of people a lot of countries have seen jobs reopen, so a lot more people are able to go back to work, but not every job is able to return, including mine. So it's just a little bit of a movie slash TV show recommendation, something maybe not everybody's heard of, and a little bit of fun in my final segment. So I'll start today with my COVID-19 sports update, and I'll start this time with recreational sports, all over Canada. I did a good chunk of research for this. And, you know, this is one of those really complicated topics because, I mean, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say that I'm dying for even recreational sports to come back because for so many, whether it's adults, kids, or, you know, what have you, just having some type of sport in your life is really really beneficial for so many reasons and I can think of countless like happiness mental health reasons and stuff like that and so it's kind of tricky because obviously in this pandemic the whole idea in order to help prevent spread is to have social distancing or physical distancing and that's very difficult with pretty much like almost every kind of sport there are some exceptions of course Golf is one that I think is very easy to physically distance with. I think tennis is another one that, as long as you practice good hand hygiene, is very easy to physically distance with. But those are a couple of exceptions to the vast majority of sports that are much more difficult to implement with physical distancing. But anyway, I wanted to start with recreational news. So in BC, they are currently they created a task force to try and look at ways to kickstart outdoor sports. Indoor sports seem like a no-go at this point, which is 
unfortunate for a lot of hockey and basketball fans, but it's a lot more difficult. So speaking here in Alberta, they recently upped the outdoor gathering limit to 50 people. Now you still have to physically distance while doing that, but it is a sign of things going in the right direction. Indoor gatherings though remain at 15 people. And that's just because according to many infectious disease specialists, the virus is much more likely to spread in an indoor setting than in an outdoor setting. And so that's why there's the disparity in numbers. And so that's why they're looking at outdoor sports to come back before indoor sports. But anyway, there was an article on CBC where they had an interview with the Sport BC president, Rob Newman, and Parks and Recreation CEO, Rebecca Tunnicliffe. And both of them kind of talked about how they're really trying to make rule adjustments and playing adjustments to certain sports and possibly getting a way for them to somehow return. Now, that doesn't mean returning in games. Like, I should be very clear. They're talking about getting something up and running like a camp. So you could do a soccer camp where you just do individual drills, no sharing of equipment, and no actual games. Which I know kind of sucks, but again, I don't think anybody wants to be in this new normal, but this is the reality of our situation. We're trying to adapt the best we can. And so that's kind of the update there in BC. They're trying to figure out ways by making rule changes and procedure guidelines that could hopefully get signed off by the provincial health services. And in Alberta, Kristen Anderson had a really good article for the Calgary Herald, and she talked to some of the people at the Field Hockey Alberta, who are, like in BC, hoping to have camps sometime in the summer. Springtime sports seem unlikely, but certainly sometime in July or August, it's not impossible to think that there could be some kind of camps for kids, so that way they're not completely missing out on a season of sports. And apparently Alberta soccer is also working alongside Canadian soccer, the bo both federations anyway, and again, trying to come up with guidelines, procedures that might get clearance from health services across the country. I would love to go into Ontario and Quebec situations, but right now those two provinces seem to be a lot more under fire from this virus than a lot of the other provinces are, with Ontario recently seeing a slight uptick in cases, which is a little bit concerning. Obviously some of that can be attested to just more testing, but still not super ideal in that scenario for them. And so I hope that, I hope that it's just a temporary uh, marginal increase. And if they can contain it really quickly, it doesn't have to be a problem. Quebec though, I don't know. The city of Montreal does not appear to be getting that much better. There's still, like Canada's case count has been relatively flat. But the reason why it hasn't gone down is because Quebec's numbers continue to be kind of insane compared to the rest of the country where you have provinces that have gotten it down to single digit cases per day, which is fantastic. But I hope Quebec and Ontario can get more in line and then we can talk about 
things opening up all across the country. Okay, on to professional sports. So that was a little recreational sports update. The NHL has a plan. Kind of. Mostly. Sort of. A little bit. So the NHL came out with a 24-team proposal over the past week and was ratified and agreed to mostly by the Players Association. So Chris Johnson pointed out that the players basically said yes to doing a 24-team playoff format for the resumption of the NHL season. However, there are certain details like, for example, the idea of reseeding. So what the NHL has kind of planned is that this is the current proposed playoff format so i'll just look here for the calgary flames specifically so the flames on points percentage would be the eighth seed in the western conference and so because you're having 12 teams in each conference they would play the ninth seeded winnipeg jets and the winner of that would advance into the quote-unquote first round of the playoffs in reality it's kind of the second round because it would be a knockout series, and so I would consider the play-in kind of the unofficial first round. But anyway, they would go on, and according to what the NHL wants to do, they would play the number one seed, which at this moment would be the St. Louis Blues. The players don't really want that, because the players would rather see, you know, a reseeding. So, for example, the other Western Conference matchup, you have the Oilers and the Blackhawks because the Oilers were the number five seed and Chicago was the number 12 seed. So if Chicago won their playoff matchup with Edmonton, just as an example, the players would rather see Chicago play the number one seed versus playing the number four seed like it would in the proposed 2014 bracket. If that kind of makes sense, that's kind of the, the big gripe the players have right now. There's obviously a ton of logistical issues right now that have to be worked out before hockey can resume. The biggest one, I think, probably being international travel. And this is not exclusive to the NHL. The NBA is kind of having a similar problem. But you have players who aren't necessarily in North America right now who are in Europe, and especially with hockey players. Sweden has taken a very different approach to dealing with the pandemic. And so you have a situation where it's a little hit or miss as to whether or not Swedish players are going to be allowed back into the countries without needing a quarantine. And that goes for every country, but Sweden specifically, because of the policies that they've enacted, because they've elected not to lock down and kind of go for more of a herd immunity thing, which, you know, has been certainly controversial to say the least as far as the impact that that has had on the country and especially their elderly population. But nonetheless, there's a lot of logistical things. But what's important to note out is that the NHL kind of has a plan. There's a 24-team playoff plan, and that would mean that seven teams, their season is done. But I think I like this plan a lot because it allows you to split up the hub cities a lot better. And most importantly, it means that you're not going to play meaningless games. So if you were the Detroit Red Wings, who are currently last place in the NHL, would the Detroit Red Wings really care about playing some regular season games and risking their health? Probably not. They're probably not too keen or inclined to do that. But in this case, 
I think you manage the risk a lot better because you're dealing with less teams. And more importantly, you're getting games back up and running. And plus, NHL playoffs are always the best part of the hockey season. So I'll move quickly to the NBA because the NBA has actually talked about doing an NHL style of 24 team in the playoffs. Right now, they're a little unclear as to what they want to do, but apparently they're having general managers kind of an owner's vote on different decisions that they might enact. The one thing the NBA has pretty much kind of guaranteed here set in stone, Ramona Shelburne of ESPN was reporting that the league is uh, very likely to play their games in Orlando. And that makes sense from a broadcasting perspective. ESPN is one of the major broadcasting partners of the NBA. And so the proximity there makes a lot of sense. And that means that you would have the NBA season resume in Orlando with that being the hub city, essentially. Obviously, there's a lot that has to go into that decision. But again, a step in the right direction. And that's kind of what I'm happy to hear. Meanwhile, the Canadian Premier League, at least according to CPL transfers on Twitter, I guess is looking at... Manitoba as the favorite, and I did talk a little bit about Manitoba last week on my show, potentially why they're probably a good choice. They have the stadium, they have accommodations, and more importantly, they're not in the running for the NHL Hub City spot. So Manitoba, likely a destination for all eight teams to play out the season. The big question when it comes to the Canadian Premier League is just when would it happen because I've seen the date July 1st thrown around I'm a little skeptical about July 1st and that's just because in order for that to happen you would need plans basically enacted this week and so something to keep an eye on it's not impossible but I would lean probably closer to August would be a more realistic return for the Canadian Premier League still exciting though and finally, good news! The Serie A has a provisional return date of June 13th. This is still subject to government approval in Italy, but good news nonetheless. And the biggest news, La Liga is back! We have another soccer league returning. I'm very happy because, well, every time a major league comes back, and as long as they're able to do it safely, I'm all for it. And La Liga in Spain has gotten government approval. They are expected to return on June 12th. Unbelievably exciting. La Liga is back in Spain. And so we will have two of the major soccer leagues returning by at least June 12th. Unbelievably exciting. I wish I had better news on the Premier League in England, but that one appears to be being pushed off later into june but again still subject to government approval la liga has gotten spanish government approval they're all clear to return in june very exciting so from there i'll move on to the live sports update the bundesliga and match day two of post covid19 lockdowns i guess i shouldn't even say post covid19 but i guess the resume resumption of the season post-lockdown. That's probably the better way to say it. Anyway, the Bundesliga has a huge game tomorrow, which is Der Klassiker, and I'll get to that 
in a minute. But on to the matches. So this week we saw Borussia Mönchengladbach and Bayer Leverkusen go toe-to-toe in a big match for Champions League places. And Leverkusen came out on top because Kai Havertz, the young German phenom, bagged himself a brace. He scored a beautiful little first goal running in behind the defense. Nice little flick to score past Sommer, the Mönchengladbach goalkeeper. His second goal was a penalty shot that, if I'm honest, Sommer really should have saved. But nonetheless, he still was able to get it in. Marcus Turam scored a very nice goal for Mönchengladbach on a volley. And Sven Bender from the header off a corner ended the game and gave Leverkusen a huge win to leapfrog Mönchengladbach and go into fourth place in the league table. They are seven back of the leader, which is currently Bayern Munich. Speaking of Bayern Munich, my out or my player of the week. I think I'm going to start doing these. My player of the week was Alfonso Davies because I'm Canadian and that's probably really biased. But Davies was fantastic in this game. His cross for Thomas Muller was exquisite in scoring for Bayern Munich. And yeah, the... You know, it's funny, Davies plays left back or defense for Bayern Munich, but he doesn't really play defense. He really does play going forward, and you saw that on full display, and he even scored Bayern Munich's fourth goal to help them seal the deal after Frankfurt got two goals in quick succession from Martin Hinteregger. And Davies basically took advantage of a poor mistake and just his speed is next level in the sport of football and so took advantage right-footed shot right into the back of the net Alfonso Davies he might already be the best Canadian soccer player of all time and I know that might sound really disrespectful but it's really not Davies is playing at a level that I don't think anybody has ever seen from a Canadian player before and I am so excited to continue to watch this guy and it makes me very optimistic about what Canada might be able to accomplish in 2026 when we host the World Cup in conjunction with the United States and Mexico. As far as other games, Borussia Dortmund kept pace with Bayern, winning 2-0 against Wolfsburg. They got two goals from defenders as Rafael Guerrero and Hakimi both scored in this game to secure the victory. Hoffenheim and Paderborn drew 1-1 in their match. Leipzig blitz Mainz for a 5-0 win with Timo Werner scoring a hat-trick. Werner is, again, among a lot of German, young German talent that have really started to emerge over the last couple of seasons. Schalke's poor run continues. They were bad before the lockdown, and they're bad coming back from it because another bad loss. They lost 4-0 to Dortmund last week and a 3-0 loss to Augsburg this week. Not great for Schalke, who have fallen to 8th place in the table. Like I said though, this Tuesday, so tomorrow, we have Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund in Der Klassiker, the biggest match in Germany, first versus second. Bayern hold a lead at the top of the table by 4 points right now, and 
you know, Dortmund could cut that to one if they're able to get a big win over Bayern. Bayern have won the last few head-to-head -head matches with Borussia Dortmund, but don't ever count them out. Dortmund now have a new secret weapon that they didn't have last time they played Bayern Munich, and that is Erling Haaland, who is probably the hottest young striker in the world right now. His form has been ridiculous, scoring goals left and right for Salzburg in the Champions League and for Dortmund in the Bundesliga. In fact, if I take a look here at the scoring statistics in the Bundesliga, it's a little bit insane. Holland, I should, you know, clarify, has not been on the team for an entire season. He joined them in January, and already he has 10 goals. He's the 12th leading scorer in the league, and he joined halfway through the year. That's insane. So, not I'm not saying Bayern Munich should be threatened at all, but watch out for Dortmund. This should be a thrilling matchup. And I know for the rest of the league, they're probably cheering for Dortmund to help Bayern come back to the pack a little bit. Leipzig, who are in third place, are currently three points behind Dortmund. So that's my live sports update. And now my, my movie slash TV show recommendation for those of you who might still be out of work or looking for something to watch. I have two recommendations today, but they're for very different reasons. The first one is very exclusive. So if you are a broadcaster listening to this, this is a horrible movie, but a good learning lesson to watch. So I'm recommending United Passions. For everybody who just said, what is United Passions? Don't worry, it's understandable. United Passions is the movie that was made by FIFA, the soccer organization, about themselves. And, and I, not I, I'm not like misquoting or anything but United Passions box office is very small like specifically um like around $900 or so as a box office so United Passions is a terrible movie I, I want to make that very clear this movie is horrible there's so many things that wrong with it but if you're a broadcasting student I think it's a really kind of cool learning experience movie because I almost guarantee that everybody in my broadcast media studies program could write a better film than what was actually put out and so it's kind of good if you just watch the first hour and if you can point out all the problems and you could realize it's like yeah okay you know I don't know it makes you feel smart because there's so many mistakes being made in the movie specifically plot wise and I feel like it would be very easy to fix if you thought about it properly so anyway united passions is that recommendation for you know actual somewhat quality <laughs> you uh, i'm recommending kim's convenience might not be everybody's cup of tea but it is a comedy show on cbc and kim's convenience is one that i really like it's kind of a fun show you know it, it's not one of those that like it's not like a big budget or you know, ultra fancy show, but Kim's Convenience is one of these like good-hearted family comedy shows, and it's something that makes you feel pretty good, right? One of those kind of feel-good type of shows. You tend to, at least for me, my experience was, you know, you tend to, even though a lot of the plots are very simple, right? Just like a family comedy would be, 
it's one of those shows that you fall in love with the characters. And if you can fall in love with the characters, you can watch this show. Very watchable, very entertaining. And so if you want an actual show to watch, Kim's Convenience is my TV show recommendation for this week. If you're a broadcasting student looking to feel superior, United Passions is my movie recommendation for the week. So that's it. That's all I got for today on Moments of Genius. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to Moments of Genius, I guess, Quarantine Edition is kind of the de facto title I'm going with for right now for these episodes. I'll be back next week. New updates on sports news. I hope there's more leagues to be announced that they're coming back. And I'll have Bundesliga recaps. Dortmund and Bayern, Der Klassiker. I'll have all of that recapped next week. And all the other matches as well. And a brand new movie recommendation. So, once again, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. And be safe, be happy, be healthy.